Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cloud Wars Live podcast. We've got a special series for you over the next week or so. It's called the CEO Cloud Outlook 2021 series, where we've got some exclusive interviews with some of the leading executives in the cloud industry. Our first guest for today is Bill McDermott, the CEO of ServiceNow. Bill and I spoke in November. We've got an audio-only version of that conversation. Bill talks about everything from uh, vision and opportunities, customers, culture, the cloud, and of course, digital workflows in his unique style, explaining some of the ways that ServiceNow has become one of the hottest technology companies in the world and a real enabler of digital transformation and digital business in 2021 and beyond. Here's the show. I hope you like it. Well, with that sort of outlook thing into 2021, one of the points I wanted to uh, ask you about first off was it was, you know, uh, what, not eight months ago, seven and a half, eight months ago, when we started to realize the impact of the pandemic, you were quite visible, quite vocal in standing up and saying that on behalf of the company, ServiceNow was choosing not to participate in any sort of slowdown that might be associated with the pandemic. So, Bill, I just thought that was a great way to sort of set the scene for what has occurred this year and how that rolls into next year. So could you talk about that a little, please? Sure, Bob. And, and that's 100% right. We, we absolutely chose not to participate in any slowdown that was related to COVID. Digital transformation was the opportunity of this generation before COVID. COVID exacerbated all of the issues that exist in companies uh, today and have really brought to the minds of every executive the change that needs to take place to deal with the future of work. And as I think about, you know, our platform and the role it plays in this economy, the option of having uh, a service now really uh, drive incredible business model innovation because if you look at companies like uh, Disney uh, reinventing themselves with Disney Plus, um, if you think about employee experiences where the employee now is in many cases being hired into a company and never actually physically meeting the people that hire them and they need to have yeah. their tools and all the things to do their job and have self-service at their fingertips so they could be productive uh, all the way through to people building you know, new applications on a platform because things are changing so quickly. All of this and more has just really put digital transformation at the center of every CEO's agenda. So as we think about 2021 and beyond, I just think this whole thing is going to accelerate and what used to take, you know, five years is going to be done in five months. Bill, that, uh, that's certainly something as well that with service now uh, in the, you know, it's hard to believe you've been there just a year and so much has happened, but that seems to be a point that you come back to over and over acceleration speed, uh, more quickly to the, the time for innovation and to value and to impact that you've re your company's really, I think, standing out in taking a lead on that. I think what happened, Bob, you know, again, you know, when, when I walked into the boardroom where our management team in March and looked around the table and we were there to do some blue sky thinking on what we were going to do 
in the future to make ourselves, you know, one of the really significant companies in the world. Uh, I looked around the room and just said, look, I mean, if we don't take an active role in helping the world overcome COVID, there's not going to be very blue skies. So let's dedicate ourselves to COVID. And we came out with the emergency response applications, which then turned into this whole suite of return to work safely applications. But it also illuminated the power of the now platform because you could take something like that and invent it in a few days and roll it out globally. And you see, so why can't other companies do that? What is it about ServiceNow that's so unique? And, you know, one of the unique attributes of ServiceNow is the platform itself. You know, with one architecture, one data model, and one platform, the platform carries no tech debt. You know, this is one of the only ones, I think it might actually be the only pure play Silicon Valley cloud company that went to $100 billion on organic growth. So that agility and that ability to innovate on that platform has our engineers delivering two major product releases this year on time and on quality. Our engineers spend their time inventing the future, not integrating the past. And that is tremendously inspiring to our teammates. And then that connects into the go-to-market machine, which connects into the customers and where they need to go, not where they are. And we can do it all in days and weeks, not years and months. Bill, that's something that, you know, it's got to be music to the ears of uh, the, the customers you talk to, right? Because in a similar way, as, as you've described here, they don't, nobody's got quarters or years to try to overcome some things, right? We've seen uh, not just in the tech industry, but everywhere, these uh, hyper evolutions of business models. So is that, uh, you know, what you've alluded to, what CEOs ask you for before? So this thing, the gift of speed, the gift of agility, the gift of impact, that's sort of all what's come together for service now. Yeah. And also the resilience, you know, depending mm -hmm. on the industry, you know, they need the resilience, they need the governance, they need the compliance, they need the things that, you know, shed them, uh, shed risk and, and protect their bright futures. So it's really the full value chain. Um, but what I also, you know, have said time and again is many of the large scale system of record investments that were laying down the cement for these enterprises in the 20th century, um, they still play a role in the 21st century, but they are a system of record. They have data and they record things, whether that's financial things or sales things or procurement things, it's things, um, HR things. Um, what we do is we're a system of action. So we're able to take an idea and manifest that idea into a system of action that enables people to work cross-functionally in teams to actually achieve a goal, achieve a mission. And, you know, you just think about like a, a veteran affairs situation where, you know, veteran affairs was a well-known difficulty because Everybody wants to do the right thing for our heroic veterans, but the workflow and simplifying their lives and giving them access to the services 
was soul crushing and complicated. And now on ServiceNow, it isn't. And the veterans are happy and they're getting services that they never were able to get before. You know, the same thing is happening in schools in San Jose, Toronto, all these school districts where, you know, students and teachers can get work done and, and get education achieved without putting people in harm's way and really do that in this contactless uh, society in states like Tennessee and many others are providing citizen services, and they're doing that in a way that enables people to virtually um, get their service um, and, and go through a workflow um, without having to be in harm's way in the face of a pandemic. So again, all those digital transformation needs were already there, but COVID has accelerated everybody's mindset on how quickly they have to accelerate and get things implemented. And with a system of action like this in the cloud, we're, you know, we put Uber up and running on a return to work safely application suite in less than two weeks. The market alternative couldn't put together a demo in less than two weeks as they try to put together multiple disparate systems and marketplace partnerships to come up with a product. So it's not that, you know, they don't see the need. It's just that the need for speed has become so accelerated that tolerating um, system of record and complex integrations is just no longer an interesting outcome for decision makers. They got to get the job done now. You know, Bill, along those lines, I wanted to ask you about the system record companies because uh, this is sometime earlier this week. One of the things that I had written was uh, that I think there's going to be at some point a race, you know, among some of those systems record companies to try to form some sort of a partnership with your company because it seems like ServiceNow has what they need as you've just rolled that out. And I think even, Bill, earlier this year and then uh, an earnings call, I think you had talked about that. You said you've got no quarrel with them, you know, there's, there's ways to work together there. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, the beauty of what we're doing now. And, and the beauty of service now is, Bob, we are very purpose-driven company. Making work work better for people is our higher calling. And we do magical things. I mean, when you think about what this company has done for IT, the employee experience, the customer experience, and the low-code world on a, 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 an unbelievably pristine platform, it's pretty amazing. We should really give you all the stories that you might be interested in because it's, it's really wild. Yeah. And I'm sure you've listened to the earnings calls and everything. But every single customer has other things. These environments are all heterogeneous. So I'll talk to a large-scale systems integrator, and they'll say, you know, I think of ServiceNow as the cross-platform integration engine of the enterprise because your platform enables me to integrate the mess. And then I'll talk to, you know, a customer that might be in the retail space, and they say, I need you because I don't have retail open. I can't even sell through my wholesalers. So I want to go direct to my consumer and give them an unbelievable service, but I need it now. And the same thing is true on the employee experience. A very large financial services company hired 5,000 people so far 
this year in one department, and they didn't meet any one of those 5,000 people. (laughs) How do you get them a phone? How do you get them a computer? How do you give them their learning curriculum so they come in smart and knowing how to do the job? How do you give them access to their colleagues? How do they have access to all their benefits, their compensation? How, if they have a case, can they manage it by themselves without calling in or, God forbid, meeting somebody? Because that's not even possible. And all that's on the now platform. So the system of record didn't go away. There's still an HR system of record. We make them look good. There's nothing that there's no competitive threat from us. And the same is true if they have a CRM system and they just need a system of action to rethink the service to a customer. They shouldn't shy away from that. They should lean into that. And we're happy to partner with all of them. Yeah, Bill, I think it was at the end of January after your uh, the Q4 earnings call, you know, somewhere in there, it seemed like what you were, you were first talking about some of these concepts, right? And uh, I think what sort of came out of that was, you know, you're resetting things, it seemed to me, because for so long, customers would say, geez, we wish there was some software company that could do this, but they were stuck with what they had, not what so right. much what they wanted. And you were coming out and sort of talking in a different language. What if you could do this? What if you were able to do this? What if you didn't have these problems? And so I just think it's been wild this year. That was before the pandemic. Then you take into account, as you've explained, the acceleration during that. I just think that 2021 is going to look profoundly different, both in what businesses are able to do and what their expectations are going to be of the software companies they deal with. You know, I think you're right at the forefront of that. I agree with you, Bob. I mean, this idea of service now and the service-oriented brand, I really think we're in the midst of a service revolution. And I don't think customers have the patience that they used to have for companies that cannot um, truly influence the human condition in companies. You know, they're very focused on their employees right now and the future of work and getting their employees the best possible experience. I mean, how are you gonna retain and attract and increase the bandwidth of the very best people without a system of action that can give employees a great experience like ServiceNow? And then on the customer service side, I mean, it's unbelievable. I have this one situation I was involved in where the customer was basically saying, hey, Bill, I got customers that are waiting an hour on hold to get my service. I got to rethink the whole call center situation. You know, how can I do it? And just Mm -hmm. think about a digital service where they didn't have to call in in the first place because the user experience was so simple that anybody could do it. And then in the event that they were struggling, the workflow machine would understand that a workflow order has to be issued to either a bot who can come in and solve the problem or a human. But because of AI built into the workflow of ServiceNow, we can get the right person with the right skill set, the right level of empowerment to solve the customer's problem and do it on the fly and make everything simple. That is very different than the case that I was brought to when the customer said, I got them waiting on for an hour for service. They're on hold. When an operator finally gets to them, they're furious. And then because they're furious, 
They're not interested in the 20th century SFA technique of, did you know you don't have this product or that service yet? Uh, You know, actually, I'm glad you asked, because as soon as I can cancel all the services (laughs) I have with you, I'll switch to your competition. That's the world that we're in out there with 20th century technology, and it's time to change. And I really believe that now the brand awareness and the market dynamics of ServiceNow is at such a peak where CEOs and C-suite executives have actually gotten the memo that this is much more than a company that solves the problems of IT. This is a company that is solving the challenges of human experiences and conducting a service revolution on the now platform, which has become, in my humble opinion, certainly one of the most important platforms for digital business. But what's unique about our platform, and the reason I call it the platform of the platforms, is we're highly cooperative and out-of-the-box integrated into all the other major platforms. So if we go into 95% of the situations with you know, the heterogeneous environment that's existing there, we can make everybody else's stuff look good. We can make the C-suite executive happy because they get the most modern transformation. They get it really fast, and they don't have to rethink the mess. We hide the mess and get them to value fast quick, hit the business goals, let's go. And then, you know, one uh, CIO told me uh, very recently, I had her in a board meeting that she retired 283 systems and she's got another hundred to go and they're all going to be centered and consolidated on the now platform. And the cost takeout was in the triple digit millions already. Wow, yeah, yep. Bill, and into this, then, uh, you know, all those innovations you're talking about, those advantages, those better sense of speed, dealing with the, you know, the solving that issue of the human experiences, it seems too like ServiceNow is also starting to take that in another dimension into increasing numbers of vertical markets. Um, that yeah. has to be pretty exciting because those folks have been, you know, right, trying to take a horizontal thing for years and somehow tweak it and rub it and, you know, bow to it and hope that somehow it can deal with their industry specific issues. So you guys, again, are are pushing pretty hard in those areas. We sure are, Bob. I mean, you know, take customer service management as an example. I mean, we have a full uh, commitment to customer service management and that really matters only in an industry context. So if you're solving customer service management issues for one financial services firm, you can do it for all of them. Uh, Very similar for, um, let, let's just say uh, telecommunications companies. Um, let's think about entertainment companies. Uh, let's think about pharma companies. You know, it really does uh, does revolve around a platform approach in each of the industries that is custom tailored to each of the personas in an enterprise. And we're doing that in every market around the world. But what's nice about ServiceNow is because it's an engineering-led company and the products are so fantastic, you can't find a ServiceNow customer that doesn't love the products. I tried. I traveled around the world in 100 days. I met every customer. I couldn't find one that didn't love the product. I might have found some that said, can you do this? Can you do more? Um, But I didn't find anyone that didn't love the product. So we're built on the foundation of a great product company. 
And now we have conformed those products into solutions that are industry-specific. And we've elevated the conversation with the C-suite persona in such a way that we can talk very specifically about their role in the enterprise, the heuristics around what we've achieved for other enterprises of a similar size and scale and industry dimension. And then we can support it with incredible references. And the reason for that is we have the highest net promoter score in the cloud in Mm -hmm. the industry. We have the highest customer satisfaction and the highest retention. And that, quite candidly, is the greatest situation um, that I could even possibly imagine. And all credit to Fred Luddy for the great invention. And then for the CEOs before me, both Frank Slootman and John Donahoe, my great friend John Donahoe, uh, did a great job. And they all did it right. And they really built a company to last uh, for the long term. And I'm building on that. And we're going to keep this company not only growing and doing very prosperous things, but doing it the right way. And you can't believe, Bob, the kind of talent we got coming into the company. I mean, literally, it's, um, it's, a, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. We don't have to recruit. <laughs> Everybody um, is coming to service now. And we're only getting nines and tens. I think, I think the 8.5s and the 8s just said, just forget it. I mean, the eye of the needle is thin enough. You got to be a nine or a ten, and that's what we're getting. Yeah, Bill, that comes out. I think in all of your conversations, that level of talent, you know, from Larry Jackson, some of the other people that have come on board recently, it just seems to have all come together. And so, Bill, I got to ask, where you know, so much has happened in a year. Are you surprised at all of how quickly those all those things you've described have coalesced? And, you know, Bob, sometimes, you know, I look back and, and I reflect on things and, and for a moment I'll be like, good job, but I'm so busy looking into the future and creating the next breakthrough that we just haven't really reflected on it very much. But now that you mention it, uh, I have really high hopes uh, for ServiceNow. And I really believed in the platform. I really believed, as I said, that everybody did it right before me. And I really believed that it had an incredible culture. And I also believed that some of the things that I picked up along the trail um, could be very helpful. And the combination has really been beautiful. And I also believe that, you know, if anything surprised me on the upside, it's Um, that not only was digital transformation really just truly the epicenter of the world economy, but what surprised me on the upside is just how COVID would um, really put um, some accelerant on what was already a highly compelling story. And if you can mix uh, purpose in, you know, people will do incredible things for purpose and they'll do incredible things when they feel like they're truly making an impact on the world. And I believe that the fact that we leaned into COVID and really got after that in terms of the emergency response and the return to work safely application suite, which today is even hitting its stride because, you know, people recognize that 75% of the employee population in 2025 will be millennial generation people. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of COVID and the accelerant, 
you know, millennial generation people didn't want to be told to sit in a cubicle before COVID. Now that they know with a digitally transformed company that they don't have to and that work can be done from anywhere. And when people get together, it should be the free will of the people, the imagination and the creativity of the people that are coming together to do exceptional things, not because somebody only has one way of managing and believes that they have to see everybody in the bullpen to validate that they're doing their job. We already know that they're doing their job. We already see the code that they're writing in real time on the now platform. We already know the product releases. So we're, you know, very entrepreneurial and we want to keep it that way. So yeah, probably, you know, the fact that we could accelerate through COVID, I did predict it that we would, um, but it actually, actually happened and it's become a, a groundswell. So I'm, I'm very happy with where things going, but I also believe that our, our objective in the beginning was to be the defining enterprise software company of the 21st century, and we're going to keep at it and keep working hard and stay hungry and humble. Yeah, Bill, that, that's great. And, uh, you know, again, your optimism, I think, comes through even more so over the past year than before. It's great. So, Bill, a few minutes. I got two questions I wanted to ask you. One is, uh, if you just look out at the tech space over the next two or three years, I know you've touched on some of these things, but what's the big picture over the next two or three years? I think everything um, has to be done in the cloud. There's really no reason not to move um, companies to the cloud. Uh, if you think about the cloud economics, um, the speed of innovation, the importance of continuous innovation and doing so with the best economics in mind, the cloud just continues to accelerate at an incredible pace. I think that platforms will be clearly established and there will be defining platforms that companies adopt as a standard and that the ecosystem accelerates as a standard and those are the companies that are in the action business, not in the time-consuming, drawn-out, uh, elongated project business. And finally, I think in the end, you know, it's all about experiences. And you got to give people great experiences, whether they're your employees or they're your customers. Whatever you do has to have that gorgeous, collaborative user experience in mind. And that has to be the passion that literally possesses everything that um, is tied into your innovation machine. You got to build everything from the ultimate consumer in. You know, the consumers rule the world, they pay the bills, and those are the ones that you got to serve. So if you're a large enterprise company, you have to think beyond just your customer. You have to think about your customer's customer. And it's not good enough to just know. You have to truly understand what they want, where they're going, and how you're going to provide the absolute best service. Great, Bill. Fantastic. Kate, can I ask, uh, I know over the last 20, 25 years, you've been a, a citizen of the world and have traveled constantly, and now you travel you know, digitally. 
around the world. But uh, I got to ask Bill over the last year, how's an East Coast guy enjoying the West Coast? I love the West Coast, Bob. Uh, I always did love the West Coast um, because, you know, I, I, I visited my my cousin Jack in uh, in California. I was running a, a, a small uh, business, as you know, in New York as a teenager. And uh, my dad said, hey, man, you're working too hard. You just got to um, you got to take a break. And, uh, you know, I need you to go out to California. And I flew out to California and I landed in uh, the suburbs of Los Angeles. And I found myself looking at a palm tree and a mountain with snow. And the next morning it was 60 degrees and I was out on a deck with a bathing suit getting a tan because uh-huh. I left New York at uh, 13 degrees. And I said, man, this is heaven. And I always knew that I, I would love it out here, but I love it even more than I thought. And uh, I, I just really, really love living in California. I love Silicon Valley. I love the innovation. I love um, ServiceNow and, and the fact that, you know, you really you get to run, you know. Yeah. There's, no, there's, no, there's no barriers. You can, you can really let it loose here. Uh, and I even, I even, you know, love the casual nature of it. I think it's fantastic. Um, and the other thing is, you know, having done this in the COVID environment, you know, you learn a lot, too, about defeating time and travel physics with Zoom. You know, I'm in, I'm in four continents in a day sometimes, and that's so much fun. You know, I've been to three continents today and had a great, great time doing it all. So I think, like, one of the great outcomes of, of uh, COVID is going to be this whole new world of work that we get to invent uh, on our own terms. And so that, coupled with living in California, all came together in a pretty nice mosaic. Sounds like you're living the life, Bill. That's fantastic. Um, thank you so much for your time, my friend. This, is, this has been great. Hey, Bob, it's always great getting together with you. And anytime, Bob, you know, you want to you want to talk, you want to rap, you want to get together on a topic or something like I'm always here for you. And I really deeply respect you. And thank you very much for your time. Well, you're, you're most welcome. I want to tell you a month ago, I became a grandfather and uh, I thought it was going to be great. And it's even better than I thought it would be. So uh, life oh, is good. Um, I'm so happy for you. You know, I I can't wait. Uh, for that day, I literally just got goosebumps rushing through my whole body when you said that. And I'm, I'm truly thrilled for you. Congratulations. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Penny, Thank you, thanks Bob. for your help here. Great to see you, Bill.